How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Oh, how's it going, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we're chatting with my good friend, Lisa Sasevich. Now, Lisa's an absolute baller and might be one of my favorite women out there. She went from being fired from her dream job the night before Christmas Eve to building a home-based business that generated over $50 million in sales, all with two young kids in tow. She's known by many as the queen of sales conversion and has taught over 15,000 mission-driven entrepreneurs in 134 different countries how to sell without being pushy or salesy. Today, Lisa is here to share what she calls her meant for more formula and so much more. We're going to dig into how Lisa has helped thousands of men and women overcome their fears of selling, some of the top sales tools and tactics that you can use today. We're going to dig into how to get clear on your own unique value and how to message it to the world to make more money, and some of the biggest mistakes that we can make in selling our products and services. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your pre-sale copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College. It's open now. Going to be an absolute game changer. We're giving away over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. Go to sydlicbook.com to check it out now. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got my good friend, Lisa Sasevich here. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so awesome to Absolutely. be here. Absolutely. Beautiful space. Uh, thank you. I put, I, put, I put some work into it. I can see Maddie, it. Maddie helped, in case you You can could, kind, kind of see tell. the woman's yeah, touch A little here, bit of woman's touch coming through. Masculine, nonetheless. Yep. Um, <laughs> Lisa, you've got... Uh, we're going to dig into your book, Meant for More. We're going to dig into sales because you are the master. Uh, I like to pretend I'm really good at sales. You are the true master. Um, but before we dig into that, I'd love for, for you to kind of dig through a little bit of your story of how you became an entrepreneur. Um, I know you've got you know some ups and downs there. So I would love to hear that story for all of our audience that doesn't know Lisa. All right. Well, hi. Good to be here. And um, let's see. How did I become an entrepreneur? I mean, it's a funny thing, right? Because sometimes I feel like we're born an entrepreneur. Yeah. Just like, how long is it going to take us to discover that? When does it take you to figure it out? Yeah. <laughs> how many times do we have to realize we're sort of like unhirable? Like we, yeah. you can hire us, but not keep us. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's a really, I, I went to San Diego State right here. Oh, yeah. Like years ago. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, 
you know, I, it was, it was so interesting. I, I, one of the few people that actually, um, you know, we talk about stuff, shit you don't know in college. Yeah. I think most people go to college, you know, my, my son's a senior in high school. So he's like going into that process Yeah. and he would be, this would be true for him. Don't know what they really want to do yeah. yet. I mean, who knows at 17, most people I was, don't. I was focused more on the cute girl in Spanish and yeah. where, where the next party is. Pretty like, much. That's oh, I you must've gone to San Diego State too. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Some version of yeah. it, right? So, um, but one of the things I didn't know in college, or, or most people don't know in college, is really what they want to do yeah. at college or after. Yeah. But I kind of knew um, marketing, you know, like it, I, I knew sales, marketing, something like that. Yeah. So I did get my degree in marketing. and That's um, a great place to get that degree. It, yeah. it, it, and then Helpful. I ended up with a minor in sociology. And I guess when you look at, you know, here I am 30 years later. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, that really are, that those really are two skills that I use. Yeah. Um, but I will say so much of what I really used as an entrepreneur came more from the, what I did on the field and, you know, instead yeah. of really what I learned in the classroom. Like on um, the job. In yeah, the works. yeah. 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 So I, um, there was a one teacher and I say this for anyone who does some like adjunct professor, we go back and contribute at our own college or mm -hmm. things like that, or for youth. Yeah. Um, there was one teacher that led one class at San Diego State called Promotions. And while all the other classes, um, you know, they were okay, but there was a lot of statistics and stuff. I didn't find him that sexy. This class, he worked for the San Diego Padres as one of his clients. And this class was about basically how to sell air. Yeah. <laughs> how to sell things that you had to like make them exist. They didn't exist naturally. So for example, if you've ever been to a ball field and you've seen like, um, in this case, the San Diego Padres, uh, Gatorade pop fly yeah. or the Wells Fargo foul ball yeah. or the, um, you know, Nissan junior Padres. Club. Yeah. Like, you know, those, those yep. things that they're selling foul balls. Yeah. Right. And getting hundreds of thousands of dollars that every time there's a foul ball, you're saying, Hey, you know, Nissan foul ball. Yeah. And it just opened up my mind that like, wow, you know, we can make offers out of things Literally that out of are not necessarily tangible, yeah. right? And I, that little seed got planted and then stayed there a long time. And then I went on the traditional path of, I worked for Hewlett Packard, I worked for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, I did all the interviewing. I was on the Viagra launch team for Pfizer. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> There was, I can tell you, there was, um, isn't it funny? My gardener always comes when I'm recording. Yeah, right, right when we're going. I mean, exactly well, when we'll I trust, start. We'll trust that the mic's doing its job. Exactly. And we'll, we'll hope that nobody else can hear it but Okay, us. okay. Um, so, um, I forgot where I was. <laughs> Pfizer, Viagra. Uh, Viagra, that'll throw you off. I was going to say, there's almost nothing that you can say that's not a pun when you're selling Viagra. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Like they would tell you, bring it up with the doctor. And yeah. you're like, uh, you yeah. know, everything's a pun. So I did work for all those companies and my lifespan was always under two years with those companies. I'd be yeah. like the top salesperson, but then I'd have ideas and I'd try to go to the management and, and it would rock the boat too much yeah. and it would get squashed and, and then, and then I couldn't hang around. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I figured out I was an entrepreneur after a couple rounds of that. And uh, yeah. I started doing a lot of personal development courses. Would you would you say because I think there are a lot of people that find themselves like I just I just can't find myself rubbing with this or really yeah. fitting into this box. Would you say that for all of those people out there that are feeling that that you may just be an entrepreneur in the waiting and the making and you need to do something? With yeah, that? yeah. Like you just may have what what I'll say is that 
there may be a gift that you have that yeah. just keeps emerging, but it's not, it's like a square peg in a round hole yeah. in the company you might be working for. Yeah. Right. So I would always had these ideas of how we could increase sales, how we could do promotions, how yep. we could add value in different ways that weren't traditional. Mm -hmm. And you'd, but it would rock the boat on all the contests they had yeah. going on in the big companies and things like that. And so, you know, fast forward all these years later, I'm the queen of sales conversion. My specialty yeah. is the irresistible offer, right? And yeah. which was pretty much what I was trying. Trying to, to get everybody you know, else to yeah, do. Yeah, teaching, you know, hey guys, what if we invite pursuit from our clients instead of pursuing yeah. our clients? Can you explain that to me? What do you mean by invite pursuit from our clients instead of pursuing them? Yeah, so one of the prem the core premises of our brand, which is called the invisible clothes. Yeah. Okay. And, and the funny thing is that the invisible clothes is actually quite visible. Yeah. Like when you do the process of the invisible clothes with the different ways that yep. you teach, it really is pretty visible. It's not hiding. It's not like, it's very respectful. Well, that's probably why it feels like an invisible clothes. Right. Because it's out it's in the right open there. for we're not, everybody we're not, like, to doing see a sneaky sales the whole tactic. time. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the principles of the invisible clothes is invite pursuit. Yeah. And uh, when you structure what we call an irresistible offer, and we have like specific markers to make an offer yeah. irresistible, when you structure that, um, and you add some of the elements like, let me give one here that you guys could use right away, sure. um, called, let's say, a limiter. Yeah. Right? Like, so, for example, you make an offer and it's good right now on this on this show only. Yeah. Right? Or yep. on this call only. Or only yep. on this break after I get off the stage. Or only by midnight tonight online. Or only during this webinar. Right? Those are all yeah. time limiters. Yeah. Or another kind of limiter you guys can use right away if you have if you're uh, in business is a quantity limiter yeah. right the first six people are going to get a call with me or going to you know get something like that so we've got a couple kinds of limiters time and quantity when you add a limiter after doing everything else that would have your ideal client really really lean forward and you know say wow <laughs> you know thank you this is what i've been looking for when you add that limiter it invites pursuit when you don't put a limiter then it leaves you in pursuit, yeah. right? You say your price, you say your offer, how much you're on the phone, they ask you how much, and then they go, no, I'll, let me yeah, I'll think, think about, about it. it. The five words yeah. that like you break our I'll heart. I'll get back to you. Because we're like, well, I can help you right now, yeah. right? You've already been thinking about it for I think that's, five years. That's, that's, the, that's the part that's heartbreaking for a lot of, obviously I we know. work with a ton of coaches, yeah. right? And what? Uh, you know, they, for example, they say it just that they'll, they'll put their offer out there yes. and people say, let me think about it. Yes. Like you mentioned, they can see the value. They're like, oh my God, why won't right. you do this? But that person has been stuck in their old habitual way of thinking for like you mentioned four, yeah. five, six years. Yeah. Like they're not going to just snap out of it. And in many cases, they'd actually have to have the breakthrough they were going to hire you for in order to get past yeah. thinking about it. So it's what, a little bit of a chicken egg, right? What would you say? What would you say so to someone? Helps. It's actually yeah. a service of, to the client and to invite pursuit. So I want you to expand yeah, on that yeah. because I think there's a lot of people out there that are like. Oh yeah, but uh, you know the uh, the limiter is like out of integrity or right, something or like that, or, or salesy or pitchy yeah. or pushy, and I don't want to do that limiter. Yeah. I don't want to do that thing because yes. it's out of integrity with me. Like, what were your yeah. thoughts on that? Be? Well, I mean, we've I, it, I've had this business by the way over a decade. Um, so you know, done, you know a thing or we've two. Done, here. I mean, just to give you guys, if we haven't met a sense, we've yeah. done over fifty million dollars in yeah. sales of like teaching people how to sell without being yeah. salesy. So something's working, right? Clearly, we made the Inc. 500 early on, yeah. you know, like from a home-based business. Yeah. So just like tossing a little credibility out there too. Yeah. So you know that 
I've kind of tried out some of the things that, that I'm sharing. And I think that's so important because twice. so many people make this objection yeah. right. coming into the space, like, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So, so like, that concern. We've all tried that. <laughs> none of us want to be pushy and salesy. I mean, yeah. you're never going to get invited. One of our brands is speak to sell. We teach yeah. people how to speak and, and make a sale at the end of their talk, right? Yeah. And um, people who get inspired by your talk to answer your question, you know, basically your talk, if you're speaking, whether it's virtual on a webinar uh -huh. or a masterclass or live on a stage, if your, your talk is, should be designed to provide value and to open some possibility for people open the door. for them to see something that they didn't see and to create some hunger and desire yeah. for that transformation. Right? Yeah. So if your well-designed talk would do that. Now, if you don't have an offer that inspires immediate action, it's, stru it's a structural thing yeah. that's structured to inspire immediate action. We call it an irresistible offer. Yep. If you don't have that, yeah. it's kind of like rowing people out into the middle of the lake of possibility. Yeah. Like, ooh, I could have the relationship of my dreams or the business of my dreams or the freedom that I want, right? Yeah. Whatever it is that you, your service does. So if, it's like rowing them into the lake of possibility and then being like, leaving them there with, you know, no oars yeah. to say, not to say, Hey, you know, if, if you're seeing and feeling all that and, and you're feeling like I'm, you're ready to jump the broom, like here's something that you're never going to see again to like inspire you to do it right now. Yeah. Right. It's whether it's special pricing or bonuses or, you know, all the different way, things that, that you yeah. can structure with an offer. Um, so it's, it's really the, the heart behind it is it's to inspire someone who's open to possibility to take action in that moment. And I think that's... They don't have to. Yeah, I mean, that's they can the, close it back up and... I think know. that's the important part is yeah. you're giving an opportunity. Yeah. Right? You're yeah. not you're not pushing anybody into this. Yeah. You're not manipulating anybody into this. You're just... You're giving people an opportunity yeah. to change their life, transform whatever it yeah. might be. I mean, and there's a, there's something in it both for the client, but also yeah. for, you know, us as business owner. Oh, yeah. Like, we know that someone who heard what we said it resonated enough to break past maybe a block that was there before yep. for them to take action. Most likely they're going to keep resonating what we say and they're going to keep taking action throughout the relationship, you know, and they're going to get clients results and this is going to be a, a great client. Right. Yeah. And we want them to be successful. We want the testimonial, yep. you know, this yeah, creates what we call an upward spiral effect in our business. Right. Versus when, you know, people are buying things, they're not taking action. They're thinking and thinking and thinking, and then they buy it. And what do they do? They keep thinking and thinking and thinking. Not going right? to get, not going to get great really results for our reputation. They not going to have get, great testimonials. And that's called a downward <laughs> spiral. Right. Yeah. So all of those things. So I mean, really so all much starts. More it, it really all starts with just getting somebody to take intentional action yes. in, the, in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the best I can liken it to, like sometimes you got to take it out of the sales conversation because you know if you've got a big block on it, mm -hmm. you won't be able to hear what we're saying. Yeah. So if you take it out of that realm into something we can all relate to, um, po it, possibility is yeah. kind of like. Um, you ever had a dream that was super vivid? You know, you're yeah. like, you wake up and you say to Maddie, like, oh my God, I had yeah. this crazy dream. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Yeah. Tell you all about it. You go to the bathroom, you come back and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like I can't remember Gone. one piece. And possibility is kind of like that. I mean, you could be sitting in a seminar. Yeah. Oh my God, I can see the whole business plan. I see my whole life, right? I can see, yes, I can have that. And then you get home, you put the notebook on your desk and you had all those things you were going to do, your action list. And you look at them and they're like, 
that doesn't make sense. That was kind of a yeah. stupid idea, you know? The possibility disappears. Yeah. And so if you understand that from your own experience and just, you know, if you're a student of transformation or studying, you, you know, if you know that, then you know that it's your responsibility when someone's in the moment of possibility to give them some kind of an option. There's that small that to inspire window. inspire them yeah. to, to take that, what I call, inspired action. It's like while they're inspired, they're taking action. You know, Mel, Mel yeah. Robbins talks about that five second rule, right? If you, okay. don't, if you don't take action in the five seconds that you feel that inspiration, yeah. your brain will kill the idea. Your brain will kill the, the possibility. Yes, we kind of work against ourselves, right? 100%. And so as entrepreneurs, you know, back to your original question, yeah. like I would, would kind of be in that space all the time, but you know, in corporate, I found myself often in containers that yeah. I couldn't move pet forward yeah. with those possibilities. So. Um, working in small businesses was my first thing, like helping sm small businesses yep. grow and then eventually jumping into doing it myself. That's amazing. So, I, and I, I bet there's probably a lot of people that listen to your show that have been like sort of the right hand to the leader, mm -hmm. right? Like this, uh, I had a client with a brand, I think it was called Successful Sidekick, yeah. right? That, that might be ready to like unwrap their own gift. Yeah. Um, and, and we wrote Meant for More, which I launched in the middle of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, a book about that, which is, you know, how do you turn your knowledge into profit? So let's, um, let's talk yeah. about, talk about that then. Cause I think, you know, we just, yeah. we'll go we just, anywhere you want. We're, we're going, we're going for the full <laughs> you know, realm here. Deep, so, yeah. um, so, but I think, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, one of the, uh, one of the big issues that I have with with college, I think you were yeah. lucky you had some idea of what you wanted to do. It was more rare than, and it was also yeah. it's also something that's highly monetizable. Yeah, right. That's true. Um, for a lot of people, they don't necessarily have that clarity, or yeah. uh, they obviously don't know how to monetize it. Um, you know, one of the things that that we talk about in the book is, I, I believe, the Federal Reserve did a study and found sixty one percent of uh, of all individuals who've gotten college degrees, so almost two thirds would want to go back and either change their degree to wow. something that they actually realized they were passionate about and loved yeah. or not get a degree at all. Wow. And That's so much of it is because we go through college not clear on what it is that we actually want. Yeah. Um, and also not clear on how to actually monetize it. So let's, let's talk about that. Cause I think that's, you know, if, if everybody were to get clear on what they really wanted and how to monetize that unique value of theirs, yeah, we like everybody would be infinitely happier. Right. So, so how do we, how do we do that? Walk and, me and, through this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like my son, as I said, he's a senior yeah. and I'm not even looking personally. I don't expect him to figure out what he really wants to do before college and yeah. probably not even in the beginning yeah. to me and now the, as from the mom seat yeah. it's really a place where he's just going to learn to cook his own food wash his own clothes be, manage be his own money get up on time yeah. do you know so it, I just see it more as like that I, I I also believe, you know, you could go to college, you, you don't need to yeah. these days. It's funny because I, I, think I went it's to sort college. of a bridge program yeah. versus like, here, go get an apartment. I, I went to college and, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, do you wish you didn't go to college and yeah. you did something else? Yeah. I'm like, honestly, it was, it was I learned a ton. It, it wasn't, was great. It wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. I, I had a great time. I met yeah. some amazing people. I, yeah. I did learn how to learn very efficiently. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to party and do this and do that. So all you got good so I got really good at all efficient. that. Yeah. Yeah. But but I do agree with that. Yeah, I think it's like a maybe a bridge program from the house. But <laughs> a bridge program. <laughs> it's <laughs> what is it? It's the gateway. Yeah. It's the gateway to independence yep. or something. But um, but yeah, 
So one of the things when I, I you know, I love the idea of your book, the, this podcast, you yeah. know, just because it got me thinking as I was heading over here, you know, about the things that I know now that I didn't learn in college yeah. and, you know, talking about our own gifts and being able to figure out what they are and monetize them. Like one of the shit you don't learn in college yeah. things that I think is really relevant to your question is in college, it's really more about quantity of knowledge, right? And I'm yeah. pulling from Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, yeah. um, who says, you know, it's not the quantity of knowledge that you'll have that will bring you a great fortune. It's organized knowledge, yeah. right? It's <clears throat> knowledge intelligently organized is how he says it. And when we look at college, you know, we're adding classes and we're getting units and we're, you know, trying to get good grades and, and, and be smart about a quantity of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that plants a seed for us that if we want to succeed, if we want to make money with something, we should keep adding knowledge, yeah. right? We should uh, get an, another certification. Go do this other certification, this next program. A, get an MBA, MBA, right? Yeah. Like look at all the people with, um, and this is really, a place we see this a lot is in healthcare, yeah. the health profession, especially like integrative health, functional medicine, people who yep. are a little bit on the more the Eastern medicine side, mm -hmm. you know, but they're, they're still in the, in this trap of like, or masseuse, right? It's like, yeah. well, I do acupuncture, this I do modality, this, I do, modality. and they've got like 27 yeah. things and they're still making $80 an hour. Yeah. Right. So, you know, there, there's a, that, that's the mindset is yeah. quantity of knowledge. And from to your question, if you want to figure out what you're good at and make money with it, Yes, first we've got to figure out what we're good at so I can loop back to some of yeah. the tips from Meant for More on that. Yeah. But on the making money with it part, what if you once you figure out what, what it is that's your gift, we call it your Meant for More, mm -hmm. what if you actually took what you had and instead of adding to it to be more successful, you organized it. Yeah. You put it into a process that could help someone get from A to Z. You named that process yeah. and then you learned how to say what that was that that uh, that your ideal client could understand in a, in a simple how way to, we call it communicate your offer yeah right in a simple way now i don't know a lot of the nuances in your business i just know people get amazing results like <laughs> whoever yeah. you touch or whoever touches your stuff turns to yeah. gold but i'm betting given how 100, successful 100%. your business is yeah. that you've got some formulas some processes some, some blueprints. systems some blueprints what are like yep. what's your most popular formula process blueprint uh, we have, or what, what's one that comes well, to mind. one of them that comes to mind is our perfect consultation. So okay. it's, it's, you know, it's a sales process, yeah. but it's a, we call it, you know, the unsalesy sales process, similar. Right. Um, but it's the reason that we can take, uh, you know, 19 year old college dropouts, stay at home moms, grandparents, we yeah. have rabbis and priests using it. Um, and, you know, they're enrolling clients at 3K, 5K, 8K, right. just by walking through a script. They have no sales experience. They have yep. nothing at all. Yeah. Um, but it's that that framework. Yeah. Right. So so you've organized that yep. knowledge where, you know, if you were just using the what you learned in college, you'd be like, well, let me take some more classes. Maybe I need some classes on handling objections. Yeah. Maybe I need some classes on referrals, all the different parts of sales. Yep. Right. But no, you have this like, you know, basically script with some training around it yep. that you can have done millions of dollars and helped other people do hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. Yep. So, so I think that that's one of the key distinctions of like college adding knowledge versus organizing, organizing it in a, in a simple and clear way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, 
my brain just kind of works that way. Yeah. So in my courses and in our Mint for More <laughs> book or our starter course on Nail Your Offer, like that's really what we're helping people do is, is to what we call pick your own brain. Yeah. Right? Like you're good at something and how do you pick, what is the, what is the process to pick the process out of, out your, of brain. your brain. So I actually created a yeah. process to help people are you allowed, figure are you out allowed their to own share process. A bit about that? Absolutely. Cause, cause it's it's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. you bring that up because I, you know, I always tell people, because I was an engineer in college, yeah. I feel like that was actually one of my gifts, is like I could take this really complex idea and put it into this process. Exactly. But how do you take that out of somebody else? And and we're so used to this when it comes to operations, like yeah. the back end of our business, yeah. right? Things like SOP, standard operating procedures. Yeah. Like it's very known, mm -hmm. but where people don't think about it and why my business became so successful is like basically taking that thinking yeah. and saying, this is actually what it takes to make your offer, yeah. to, to communicate your offer, that I can take you from A to Z, yep. right, with this process on how to get there, yep. right? And I want to say that picking your own brain and figuring out how do you get someone from A to Z, right? How do you get them that transformation that is your unique thing that you yeah. provide? Um, you know, uh, pick, it, it's... Uh, it, when we're selling services like coaching or, yeah. know, or something intangible, it's one of the most important things for sales yep. conversion is to be able to make that intangible. We're not shipping a box, right? We're, we're coaching or we're offering a service or a consultation or, you know, your rabbis and your priests, yeah. right? Like, yep. like it even applies there, right? Like, I mean, I'm a Jewish mother <laughs> and I love, you know, that I get the five-step formula on how to be a good Jew. <laughs> At the time of this recording, it's Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. It's our yep. Jewish New Year. So, um, you know, the more I can follow the steps, the better. Yeah. So yeah, um, we call the process your unique branded system on our campus, yeah. UBS. Yeah. So unique meaning it's it's steps that you made up, maybe because you did it for yourself or you helped someone else. It's branded because you're gonna go through a process to name it. Cre yeah, right? create a, a brand. A naming process that helps you be like, this is it and really mm -hmm. explains what it does, like speak to sell, right? That's one of our brands. Yeah. Say no more, right? What is it? It's clear in the name. That's yeah. one of the keys that the outcome is in the name, right? I could call it the Sasevich process, but no, it wouldn't nobody's going to understand that. Exactly, that's not gonna, that's and not so gonna, many people except for you, do you'll that. understand it. Or they, yeah. you know, they're like my my cute dog process. Like, they, yeah. don't sacrifice cute for powerful. <laughs> so we want a name, you know, to describe the transformation. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> I got a little That works. Yeah. I, I told Xander before I got here, my um, my son came home from school early with a little personal challenge. So I was, my head is a little bit. Well, that's okay. This is, this is still things. helpful. Sorry this is still that. helpful. Um, okay. Help me get back on track. So, well, actually, so, I think the reason is your process, right? Uh -huh. It's about what is the transformation you provide. So we kind of have to back up to that. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the gift that you have? What is the transformation that you offer in the world? And when you say the transformation, yeah. is that the outcome? Yeah, or is that the, the outcome, okay. the transformation. Yeah. So finding your own meant for more, your own meant for more gift, kind of has to come first. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, my gift is to help people sell without being salesy. It sounds like you have that gift too, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're not the only ones, yeah. you know? And thank God, because we need a lot We need of it, yeah. Yeah, because there's so much resistance. Yeah. And it, like you said, it, it keeps people suppressed. So I, I wanted to just um, 
toss out a few ways that you can start to identify your meant for more. That gift. would be great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can kind of rewind and go back to cool. picking your own brain. Um, so I think it's kind of fun. And we talk about this. There's a lot of stories of people in meant for more um, about this, like, Think about a time uh, or so, some something where you're constantly hearing people say, and I bet you want to come right to mind. Um, hey, Xander, can I pick your brain? Like, I just want to, yeah. you know, five minutes. Can I jump on the phone with you? Or take you to <laughs> yeah. coffee. Can I pick your brain? Yeah. Right. So if you're hearing that over and over about a specific thing, it's a clue yeah. that that you've got a, you've got, you've got a, a gift, for more you've gift. got an area of genius there. Yeah, other people are seeing it, and most of the time you probably don't even notice it. Yeah, it's so I mean, easy for you or something. You nailed it. It's like it. That's sort of the second piece is that yeah, in that area, take a deeper look because probably it's easy for you, but yeah. it's hard for everybody else. Yeah, right. Like I love making my offer. I don't feel ashamed of it. Yeah. I know I'm doing good. I never feel like I'm doing a disservice to people. I feel like I'm doing a disservice if I don't By make not my putting offer. it out there. Right? Yeah. yeah, totally. So it that's the second clue is like it's an area of life where it's second nature. It's so easy. It's hard for you to even understand why people would pay or would need help with it because it's natural. So right? I, can so I these are clues. Yeah. You're meant for more gift. Can I dig into that for a yeah, second? Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people that also, just like you mentioned, you know, maybe they're they're aware of that gift, uh -huh. right? But the problem is they're not sure if people will pay for it or that it's worth anything. Yeah. Right. Um yeah. a good example that I would say is is uh, you know, we have we have some coaches that work with us that might be in the fitness or weight loss space yeah. or something like yeah. that, right? They go, yeah, but you know, Sander, like weight loss is not worth anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like Jenny Craig costs 30 bucks and, you know, Weight Watchers is 39 bucks or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. you know, I can never make real money doing weight loss. Right. Right. But I, you and I both know that, that like, what is it really worth for somebody to actually lose weight? It's, right. it's life changing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do we, how do we help people realize the, the value of that gift once they do find it? Yeah. There's a couple pieces. So part of the process of communicating your offer yeah. is um, to answer the question, what would be the cost? So, so to look at someone you have helped. Yeah. Okay. If it, you know, the first person you want to look at is someone that's paid you. If you have people, if you have them, you. yeah. If they, you don't have people that have paid you, then you can look at someone you helped unpaid. Yeah. And then the third option is if it was really you just did it for yourself, because that's where a lot of us are starting. It's just something we did for ourselves. Yeah. And, now and we want to we want to save our past self. Yeah, or something. yeah. We're yeah. like, hey, I want to show other people this is so satisfying. Yeah. So that would be the third option is just to look at yourself. Yeah. And one of the questions in our offer communication formula, the third question, is what would it so look at you have to be looking at one person for this to work, by the way. You can't ask this as a general question. So I'm gonna can you say that again? Yeah, just so yeah. that everybody can look hear right that. into the yeah. camera. Um so for this to work, it's it's a, there's a it's a three-question process. Yeah. We call it offer communication. So it's designed to give you the words to say what you do. Yeah. Because so many of us are like, I'm so gifted, but I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Right. So here's the process. And it has to be one person you're thinking you of. You have to do what I'm about to say yeah. with one person in mind, not a group. Yeah. Not everyone you I think that's the help. biggest mistake everybody makes. I mean, and here's a clue. How you know that you that it's one person is not only they have a first name, but they have two eyes and a nose. I love it. Okay? If they have more than two <laughs> eyes and a nose, you've gone off yeah, into I love it. looking at a group, which is the mistake most people make, and it makes your marketing mushy. Yeah. Right? I love it. So you pick one person now 
It's one person that you've helped. Again, first choice, someone who's paid you. Second choice, someone you helped but didn't pay you. Third choice, if it was you, you do it as you, but you kind of get outside yourself, yeah. right? And so yeah. you're going to ask a couple of different questions, but to get to the, the one we were talking about, about the value, mm -hmm. um, you want to ask the question, what would have been the cost to this one person, Sally, right? Had she not accepted my offer. Yeah. Now remember, the person you're picking, it's it's someone you've helped, who, I gotta add, that got great results. Yeah. So this person was like, oh my God, if I could have a hundred Sally's, you know, they got such great results, they did the work. Like, yeah. if I could have a hundred of those or a thousand of those, that would be business nirvana. Yeah. Like I could die and know that I made my dent. You, you made world, a dent. Yeah. Right? So you've got to pick someone. And again, if it's you, that's fine. But you've got to kind of look at yourself from the yeah. outside. So then you say, okay, Sally or myself from the outside was on this kind of trajectory, right? Ga gaining weight no matter what she yeah. did, right? Let's say. Yeah. And her relationship was falling apart, her confidence, her job, right? Stressed out. Everything wasn't Family, working. everything. So yeah. you've got to look. And now they did your work and went like this, right? What do you call that? The hockey stick? Yeah. Right? So they did your work. But what you've got to do is look at the line had they not. Yeah. Like, what would this have looked like? And you've got to be willing, just for the sake of, like, pen on the paper, to get a little bit ugly and with it. it's painful. And to say, you know, maybe she would have had diabetes or heart disease or, you know, lost her marriage or been homeless. Like, you know, you, yeah. you know this person a little because you helped him. Well, so, we, so, but we want to get specific about what the cost would have been. Yeah. And I want to, I want to interject just one story here. Please. I think it's, yeah. I think it's pertinent. And I, I want to make sure that anybody who's listening to this, who like you really put some time and energy into this exercise because we actually had a client in the health and wellness space. Yeah. And specifically, it was, you know, there was this whole idea of like, you know, I, it's just not worth, you know, what I want it to be yeah. worth and all this stuff. And she had a client, um, she had a client tell her that she wanted to think about it. Yeah. And she ended up saying, okay, that's fine. And she went and thought about it mm -hmm. for about four months. And she came back and she said, hey, Courtney, I want to work with you. And Courtney went, which is unusual. I need to say, I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah. It makes sense. And Courtney goes, Oh, great. What changed? And she said, my husband asked for a divorce. Had to get to that point. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, so, so to your point, right? Like mm -hmm. we, we, as, as leaders and as, as, um, you know, service providers, we have to be real about that trajectory that they're yeah. on. It's like Courtney could have, possibly prevented that four months earlier yeah. by starting that hockey stick moment in the other direction. Yeah. Had she been willing to, you know, provide some, some limiters or anything yeah. like that. Well, yeah. And the words that, yeah. you know, that this particular exercise is around finding the words to communicate yeah. so that you can charge high ticket when everybody else is not valuing. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where we're going with it. Of course. And so like you can, if we went back with that client and we said, you know, what, what were some, what would be the cost? The, the right and she, things. Yeah. And, and we kind of channeled this client, right? Courtney did that. Yeah. And she would say, you know, um, her husband could ask for a divorce, you know, like the, what we want to do is we want to fill a page with, with the cost of not obtaining our services from one very specific success story, yeah. sort of channeling what that would have been. And then we use those words for everything yeah. specific because there's something about, and you kind of can't do this experience this till you do it, those specific phrases and words 
that are more potent than the marketing speak that you and I, even yeah. like as successful as our businesses have been and our marketing, yep. if we just sat here and said, what should we call this? What should we call that? We wouldn't have as powerful of, you know, uh, words in our talk or Facebook ads yep. or ways to communicate with one-on-one exactly than if we took one person, yep. do you know, and really drilled <clears throat> down with these questions. And, and that particular question is the one that you have to have in your gut to really know the cost of not obtaining your services to be the one health professional yeah. where everybody else is charging, you know, $30 or whatever you said. And you and are like, it's a package. It's $3,000 yep. for 90 days. And I don't sell by the hour, but that, you know, this is literally, it, that's literally what Courtney started charging. And she started yeah. going through that. So you're, you're it's describing a really common place yeah. to start. Yeah. Not, you know, as the low cost leader. But, but if you, you think know? about it, right? Like Courtney could have prevented a divorce. Yeah. What's, what's that? What's the cost what's, of what's that? What's the cost of a divorce, I mean, right? And, and now we, we're talking we $3,000. Right. Yeah. Like this is where I love what you just did because yeah. people say, well, I mean, I'm not teaching people how to make money. So how do I really get in the cost of things? Oh, right? There's, oh, there's a lot but, of other ways. But see, this is like, we're talking about a relationship issue, Right. Or, or health care. That's, that's worth more. But the yeah. cost, we, we actually can translate it into mental cost, emotional cost, and yeah. financial cost. So there's there's definitely a lot to it. But this this is one of the anchors that you need in order to get out of like, oh, it's not really worth that much. And and really understand yeah. the worth of what you have, the, the value of what you have. And I think another spin I want to put on that is that it's not about your value. Yeah. So that's another thing people get trapped in when we talk about actually charging for our services is it's not about what I'm worth. Yeah. It's about what is this this outcome worth? Being able to, to detach them. from that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we could stay in our own personal growth and therapy and all well, the things forever trying to get our own value up to where we can charge that's or one of we the can hardest, just do that that's on one the, of the side. Hardest things <laughs> as like a as a service provider, mm -hmm. right? Is it's not a yoga mat, right? You're not selling a yoga mat on Amazon. Right, right. You, Here it is. You, you, you are it. the the product to some degree. Well, but there's a nuance. In, what in, if it's in not your you? mind? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. being able to to disconnect your personal worth from the product itself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's like, amazing. I so love that's it. the thing. It's like, what if it isn't you? So yeah. another kind of way to say it is. You know, they're not saying yes or no. And this is what stops people. They'll build their whole digital course or write their book, but it yeah. never gets out there. Right? We see people Because they're, they're emotionally attached. To yeah. It. Well, they're not. <clears throat> what they're, they're, the thing, and we have a whole chapter on this in Meant for More. Let me see. What's it called? Uh, get past perfection. Um, <laughs> Nobody ever has and, that problem. Um, Nobody ever has that position yourself. How to position yourself in your offer. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, when you make your offer, let's uh -huh. like tr take it, like loop it up there. When you take, when you make your offer, it's so scary because if I was making an offer, like when I used to work for Pfizer for Viagra, if they say yes or no. I know that's not about yeah, me. Right. I mean, maybe a little bit. Look that day. I don't know, but um, yeah. <laughs> mostly not yeah. about me. Yeah. But if I'm making an offer for my services, my courses, my coaching, right, and they say yes or no. It's very easy to, because it feels personal, like you said, you're yeah. mostly attached. It's easy to feel that that's about me. Yeah. But what if what they're saying yes or no to, if you structure your offer well, is they're just saying yes or no to the transformation or the outcome, you know, yeah. of the offer. Yeah. So it's, it's not about you. 
Yeah. One day I was flying on the plane and meditating, and I don't know why. Like it's so funny. What am I? You know, a thousand feet closer. I don't know. You know, but I always feel like my meditations are better when I'm floating I, in the I've air. I've noticed that. I've noticed it's that. The weirdest yeah. thing. And I downloaded this whole thing um, called, and it ended up being. I was like, "What is this?" And then my team took it and put music to it, and we called it the Breakthrough Your Sales Slump Meditation. Yeah. And the whole, so much of the time, what I'm saying in it is, it's not about you. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're getting ready to go get on the stage or make your offer, have a conversation, you're feeling that block. I did this little meditation for my clients so they could listen to it and remember, this is not about you. Yeah. This is about them saying yes to their own transformation. I love that. And your job, you know, as an agent of change is to put the structures in place so that you can make your offer in a way that checks the markers that they need to hear in order to be able to say yes. Yeah, give them if, the opportunity. Like yeah, yeah. About. And there's just certain things that, like, you kind of got to hit all these boxes yeah. for that person to get inspired and be able to say yes. So in some ways, it you can it's, it's structural more than emotional yeah. or getting your own value up. And people go for years, you know, keep working on, well, I want to own my value, you know? But it's like... What if there's actually just a structure to how you make your offer where you and can you stop put focusing it on you out there? What if? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, amazing. Good lesson for all of us, Lisa. I feel like we could keep going for hours know, on this, probably because so I'm fun. I'm very passionate about this yeah, topic me as too, well. Me too, and both topics, right? I mean, we kind of danced in two areas. We've got you know, meant for more is really more about making peace with sales, yeah. being willing to unwrap your own gifts, and then learning how to pick your brain and see how do I deliver that service yeah. so I can make an irresistible offer. Yep. And then we also played kind of over here in my, the invisible clothes the place invisible where clothes. we have all these structures like nail your offer, speak to sell, you know, literally how do you take your work once you know what it is and sort of pour it into yeah. a structure so that it's not personal, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's the structure gives you freedom to make your offer without being salesy and without it feeling personal. Yeah. So kind of the two worlds collide. And this is, you know, yeah. honestly, this is, this is a, a lot of what we talk about with shit you don't learn in college. I'd yeah. love, uh, where can people get more of meant for more invisible <laughs> clothes, yeah. more of Lisa, yeah. Uh, obviously you are, you are the queen of sales conversion. So I got about it at, but, uh, where can people learn self-proclaimed by the way, and, and now Zeta <laughs> proclaimed as well. Yes. We, so. we talk about how to assume the throne in the meant for more book. Cause yep. like, if you don't proclaim it, you know, no one ever knocked on my door and said, can I see your closing? Can I, can I see the certification? Yeah. Like, let me see if you actually do close <laughs> better than anyone else. I just said it and everyone went, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll okay. It. Good. We'll take it. Um, so let's see. Any any of the social channels at Lisa Sasevich. There's yep. no T in Sasevich. Yep. It's just S A S E V I C H. And then um, we have a gift for you guys who want to go on the Meant for More journey. Yep. And um, it's meantformoregift.com forward slash Xander. Meantformoregift.com forward slash Xander. And you'll find um, it's basically a 30 day guided challenge that sends you exercises. Um, they go really well. If you have, this is what the book looks like. There's a couple titles out there. So it's the blue and white one. <laughs> um, and it'll guide you through a lot of the stories that support the exercises are in the book. So if you like stories and seeing other people succeed and, you know, being able to map that on. Um, but yeah, we'll just kind of guide you through it by email. Um, there's a Facebook group you'll get invited into and you'll learn to make peace with sales, discover your unique value, figure out your unique branded system yeah. so you can organize your knowledge and all that good stuff that we talked about. So, Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Thank you Thank so much you for so coming much. on the show. I love how much our, um, our, our points of view and what we've each discovered 
collide. You know Absolutely. how much they they mesh. Oh, yeah. shows me that I'm on the right direction. Ah, I'm me the, too. I'm on the right path. Hey, if you're paying attention, <laughs> you're going to come to these conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Thanks for showing up, guys. And for everybody out there that wants to grab the shit you don't learn in college book as well, go to sidlicbook.com. S y d l i c book.com, and we'll see you guys in there. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.